Okay, so, so the truth of Genesis 3 is obviously where we, where we come up with the idea that the gospel is good news. It's good news for us. It's good news for us as we leave and approach our week and the responsibilities that we have in our context. But it's news that's too good to hold on to and keep to ourselves. It's news that has to be shared to the ends of the earth. It's news that our church has a responsibility to take to the ends of the earth. So we've been in conversation now for several months. As I guess it was back at the end of the summer when we really started talking about a five-year plan for our church. Um, and so we started talking about what we kind of termed Sov Hope International, our plan to plant a church overseas with six to eight individuals from our church. Um, we don't know where. We don't know when. We don't know exactly what that looks like. But we plan to send six to eight people from here over there to plant something similar to what we have going on here. Um, in our accountability discussion this week, we started talking a little bit about what this looks like. And, and the fact is that we've set our church up in a way that's very reproducible in another context. Um, the way that, that we kind of are not really program driven. We don't have to have a facility to accomplish a lot of what we do. A lot of what we do is, is more organic outside of these walls. It's meeting together in the context of our lives. We gather together, which is, which is what every uh, New Testament church has done. And so we can do what we're doing here without a lot of, of changes that would have to occur overseas. Um, so we started talking a little bit. And, and obviously one of the big things that has to be decided is destination. Where, where are we going to go? Um, and I want to kind of to let you know, in my mind, some of the things that that have been kind of a tool for me to kind of figure out and assess. So, so first, we said there really needs to be a need wherever we go. That that it doesn't make sense to send six to eight people somewhere where they're not really needed, just for the sake of sending them to a different context, to a different culture, to a different country. Um, so there really needs to be a legit need. Uh, in the area wherever we go. Um, I also believe that there needs to be uh, some type of contact as well as a – make sure I get, get these right. Um, need, contact, context, and go ahead and throw this up there. Feasibility spelled with an I or an A. Feasibility. There's no red mark under there, so that should be good. Um, there needs to be a need. There needs to be a contact, meaning there needs to be somebody that we already know that we can connect with there. Um, somebody that, that we can work with. So I, I don't think that necessarily we are, as a church right now, skilled enough to just send people blind into an area where we know zero people have no contact nothing and just say plant a church here um i also believe there needs to be some type of context in the sense that it resonates with our church family so that people feel compelled to go um so you know i could stand up here and say hey the elders have prayed about this and we're gonna we're gonna send a group to nepal we don't know anybody there. None of us have ever been there, but we just really feel like that's where we're supposed to go. I would imagine most of you would say, that's great. I'm sure there's a big need in Nepal. I'm probably not going. 
because there's not a whole lot there beyond the fact that people need Jesus that resonates with me to go. I think there's also the need to consider feasibility. All right, so I love David Platt. I love his church at Brook Hills where he was previously the pastor and now he's the head of the IMB. They got all kinds of resources, right? So they can have people in their church say, I want to go to Nepal. And they say, great, we're going to pay for you to go to language school. And we're going to, we're going to pay for you to go there. And we're going, to, we're going to send all kinds of resources to make sure that you're cared for. We don't have that here, right? We've got people that probably can't afford to go to language school that, that are going to, we're going to be limited with our resources. And so it does kind of shape for us just what's feasible, what's really an honest expectation for where we can go and plant a church, um, and so in considering that, it obviously starts to, to limit a little bit where we're, where we're even thinking about. Um, probably two, two things that really immediately stand out for us would be the country of Romania and the country of Uganda. Okay? Romania, because there are, um, there, there are several of us in here that have spent some limited time over there. You'll remember that prior to planting this church here, there were several families that were considering moving to Romania to plant a church based on the connections that we had there, the love that we had for that area, and the need that we felt for that area. Um, the problem with Romania is that when we were talking about that, that was five years ago almost now at this point, point. Um, and at that point... The last trip that any of us had taken had been within, I want to say like three years, four years, three years, four years for me. Tyson and Sarah had been there a little bit before that. At this point, we're saying it's been a decade since anybody in our church has been over there. The people that we knew over there are no longer there, right? They grew up, they moved, they're not there anymore. Um, The connection with Uganda, obviously, is Chris. Um, so at our accountability group this week, we're talking about Chris. I challenged you a couple weeks ago that we we were were going to start praying for Chris and really praying that as things become real, that this is the year that he's supposed to leave and go, um, that he would be able to stay encouraged in the midst of that because it's all exciting. I'm moving to Uganda. I'm doing this. I'm, then it really starts to set in. I'm quitting my job. I'm leaving friends. I'm leaving family. Um, you know, he's, he's extremely close to his niece and nephew, um, that they're, they're going to grow up here and him not be here. Um, and, and so all that starts to really set in. And so the temptation is maybe I don't go or maybe I don't go as enthusiastically. Right. So, so Chris and I, and, and our accountability group are talking and, and kind of working through some of this and, and just trying to keep him encouraged and I borrow this chair over here. Um, I, you know, I told Chris, I said, two of, the, two of the factors that have kind of kept me from being overly enthusiastic about Chris going is, one, him going by himself, that, you know, I believe he's answered a call and a, and a desire that God's placed in his heart. God hasn't brought anybody else along with him for that at this point. But, you know, what I see in Scripture is that, that there's always groups of two or, or groups going out to do this type of ministry. Uh, my, my second concern has always been the long-term sustainability of what he desires to do in connection with the New Testament call for believers to be a part of a church. 
Um, so you've got Chris, who, who, who as a single individual goes over there and wants to disciple men that, that come to, to be a part of, of his establishment, and he wants to take them through a training program where he's discipling them both spiritually and from a societal standpoint, to, to be good contributors to society. Um, but the question becomes, where, where do they get plugged in long term for their, for their spiritual sustainability? Um, we, we have had convers- – I have had conversations. I think our first conversation, Chris, about the possibility of us planning a church over there, I think was about a year and a half ago at the cabin. Um, we were sitting on the back deck on, on, in rocking chairs, and I just started dialoguing with him. I said, would you ever even be interested in the idea if we, if we ever planted a church over there where you're at? And, you know, he kind of jumped at the idea and said, that would be awesome. And then we just kind of put it on the back burner and just stopped talking about it. Um, and then at our accountability group this week, Chris, you know, we were talking about it, and Chris brought it up again and said, if you guys are serious about potentially planting a church, um, in a sense it would be helpful to know because Chris does not want to – he's open to it, but is not convinced that he's supposed to be over there for the rest of his life. And so he's kind of committed in his mind three, four, five years potentially. Um, but if the idea would be for us to plan a church in, in three, four, five years, he feels like, watch, well, I should be there with you guys. And then that looks like ten years for him. So if he leaves right now and then we try to plan a church in five years, he's thinking – I'm about wrapped up. I'm about ready to come home. And we're like, hey, Chris, we're sending people over there. And it's like, well, I guess I'm going to stay and potentially stay for another five years. Um, and so what what we want today to kind of come to you, and it was great because Adam and I are, are part of that accountability group. Ben's part of that accountability group. Tyson's in a different accountability group. And so we don't like to make a whole lot of decisions without all of the elders being present. Tyson happened to stop by on his way home. Um, and saw that we were still meeting, and so he came back in. He used to be a part of our accountability group, and so he just jumped right in on the discussion. Um, what we what we feel compelled to present to you as a church this morning is the idea of praying about Uganda being where we plant our church. Um, this is not the elders coming to you and saying that we've spent an extensive time praying about this, and this is what we are doing. Instead, it's we can't think of a scenario where we could stand up here and tell you that we're going somewhere else. And it makes sense in light of what Chris is doing in Uganda. The fact that for him, there is no viable church to really for him to be a part of or for people that he's leading to Christ and discipling to be a part of. Yes, there are functioning, building churches that he could go to, they could go to for Sunday morning worship. But nothing that he feels confident, this is something that I could leave go home and feel like we have accomplished what Paul and other church planters did in the New Testament. Uh, obviously, Chris is our contact, a, a contact who knows the area, knows the people, offers an invaluable resource for us there. Obviously, there's a context because we've got people beyond Chris that have been there. Um, that's not an obligation for anybody that's ever been with Chris that they are necessarily a part of this and have to go. But the fact is, is that I don't have to stand here and explain a whole lot of reason why we would consider going to Uganda because there's a context that resonates with our church family, right? I'd have to explain a pretty good amount here. I have to explain a whole lot about Nepal, about why we're going to Nepal, right? Because there's no there's no context for us. I'll be honest, I'm not sure. Oh, yes, I can. I can label Nepal on this map, 
For those of you that aren't geography whizzes like me, it's always right there. Okay. Um, this, there doesn't take a whole lot of explanation here as to why we would do this. Um, the feasibility of it, the fact that, that English is a common language there, the fact that Chris already has uh, land there, already has a context for what would be done there, um, and the, uh, the ability to build off of that. Um, the fact that this could be done quicker than in five years. Um, this doesn't have to potentially wait for five years. This could potentially start happening faster than if we went anywhere else. If we went anywhere else, you're talking about scouting trips. You're talking about a lot of pre-effort by people before we could really ever present it confidently to you and say, this is what we think. Now, again, I'm not standing here and saying this is a done deal. This is what we're doing. I'm asking you to pray about it, to pray more specifically than what we've been praying, that if this is not what God wants for our church, that he would make that abundantly clear. Because right now, I can't come up with a reason for why we wouldn't go there and instead would go somewhere else. Because, let's be honest, we're still learning a ton about church planting here in the context of everything that we know. I can't feel confident sending somebody to the most hard, extreme place possible just for the sake of feeling like we're awesome because we're going somewhere hard and extreme, right? If we're going to be able to do this, the best possible opportunity for doing it well is probably Uganda. Because of the context, because of the contact, there is a genuine need there. Um, It's also cool because it's only, and, and this is relative, as Chris pointed out yesterday, it's only about 600 miles from where Snowbird people are planting a church in South Sudan. Now, 600 miles travel-wise is further than 600 miles here because of just the travel there. But the fact is is that we're in the vicinity of other people that we, we agree with, um, which is also kind of neat to think about too. Um, so, so I need you as a church family to be praying about this, specifically praying that this would, would be confirmed or denied fairly quickly um, because Based on that discussion, Chris is at least open to the possibility of not going now on the time frame that he has been thinking and potentially staying another year if the intent is intentional planning for this. So if Chris were to stay, it would necessitate us saying, this is what we're doing. We're definitely doing this. And then Chris feels like it's not beneficial for him to then leave and leave us to kind of figure out a lot of the details for him to stay and be a part of that process. Chris would still go in advance of anybody going to kind of get the ball rolling, um, but then we would come alongside him in that process. Now, to give you other couple of points to pray for, and then we'll be done, obviously we still need a um, a pastor to go to do this. Now, again, just and I don't know how much we've clarified because in this context, the plan would be to establish a church and then for everybody to come home, to to raise up a native pastor, to pastor that church, to commission them, your job is to plant more churches and to come home and function like Paul and write letters and, and send visits and to keep them accountable, keep them growing from a distance, but to get out of the way so that the Holy Spirit can work with the local Ugandan people in the context of that body of Christ. So there to establish, there to set up, but then also there to get away 
and let God do what he wants to do with those people. So in praying about it, it's also not a situation where people need to pray, am I called to be in Uganda for the rest of my life? It's, could I give two, three, four years of my life to Uganda in this effort and to begin praying intentionally about that? And, and that's big time serious for our single people in light of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago with our theology of singleness. That if, that if, that if you're single now, there are opportunities that are available to you that aren't available to everybody because others have responsibilities to, to spouses and to kids. The, the logistics of moving are far greater than someone who does not have those ties. Again, that doesn't mean that I need every single person in our church to sign up for this. But I would say that every single person in our church needs to be praying about this. Um, some additional benefits, in, just in talking with Chris, um, a medical presence would be extremely beneficial. Um, agricultural presence. Um, so Chris's plan is to um, spend a lot of time uh, planting food gardens um, to contribute both to people that live and are being discipled in his program, people that would be a part of the church, our church team, but then also making food available outside. Um, so if you've ever had a little garden in your backyard, feel free to pray about this. Um, we also, in discussion, uh, would need somebody who's not going to go To serve as an administrator for, I don't know if I spelled that right. Yeah, I did. Maybe. Um, to serve as an administrator for this year. Okay, so, so Ben's responsible for our church finances. But we would really need somebody who's responsible for staying in intentional contact with our team over there. Making sure that they have what they need. Depositing money into accounts for them. Overseeing donations and contributions that are coming in for that. Um, this, is, this is a big church-wide effort. There's things to be done on this side and things to be done on that side. Um, and a lot of that will come more into light when the first decision is made, are we going there? Um, and so that's really the big point of prayer right now. Um, and and to, to not just leave that hanging out there, hey, we'll check back with you at the end of the year, right? Like Chris is supposed to leave August um, and would need to tell his job that he's not leaving if he's not leaving kind of thing. Um, and that all this needs to stay kind of in-house for him as well um, until that final decision is made by him. Um, but we wanted to to make you aware of this because, again, we can't think of any reason not to make you aware of it. Um, we're not telling you, we're not dictating to you anything that this is how it has to be or how it's going to be. But based on our discussion Wednesday night, we felt like it was worth going ahead and bringing to you now because this needs to be a group-wide effort to be praying for it. Um, any questions that maybe that leads you with before we wrap things up? Yep. Yeah, Chris would still plan on selling his house just because that's a big thing that needs to be done anyways. And Chris already, ha- Chris already has at least several options for where he would live if he did sell his house and then stayed for some additional time. Any questions at all that maybe that leads you with? We got pretty excited about it, talking about it in in McDonald's at our accountability meeting. Um, 
we'd always, I mean, it's always been kind of, I mean, people have asked, so are we going to do it in Uganda whenever this whole thing came up? And we've just kind of put it off and said, I don't know, we'll, you know, we'll decide later. Um, but just in talking with Chris and, you know, really being able to even see Chris's demeanor change as we talked about it and the excitement level grow at the possibility of it not just being him but others coming alongside of him to do this um, was an encouragement to me that um, that this really may need to become reality for our church family. But wanting to be sensitive enough that if, if this is not what God wants and God intends to use Chris and Chris alone over there, then we don't want to get in the way of that by any means. Um, but I don't think it's an accident that God has allowed Chris to be a part of our, our church family. And there's no reason, you know, again, we can't think of any reason to be trying to support him and support somebody elsewhere um, at the same time if we could just bring those two together. So. No questions? Okay. Um, I don't know time frame, like how much time we want to give you guys to pray about it. I guess I want to keep kind of an open dialogue that if, as you're praying, as you're thinking about this, and, and again, that's you intentionally doing that, thinking and praying, um, that if you've got thoughts and feedback that you come to us, one of our expectations is that in presenting this, it may start to stir in some people to give feedback in the form of, if we do this, I'm really open and and led to maybe be a part of it. Um, you know, that would be further confirmation. Um, again, that's not pressure on anybody to to come forward and say that, but we're hoping that as we get more intentional about what this looks like, that some stirring starts to happen in people's hearts that, hey, if you're if you're serious about this, then then I'm serious about really potentially being a part of it. So let's keep an open dialogue about it. If you've got questions or thoughts or feedback, concerns, feel free to share those with me, Adam, Tyson, um, or Chris, um, and that'll help us in, in determining what our next step would be in this. Okay? Um, I'll close this out in prayer before I do that. Just remember, if you're if you're a member, we encourage you to give in the back. Um, as a part of your giving this month, make sure that you are also filling out a giving commitment card um, as well as a means of accountability for you and your family. Um, and then stay on top of things going on in the city. We do have our women's uh, trivia night this week at McGuire's. Um, trivia starts at 7 o'clock, and so you're encouraged to be a part of that. Um, and then we'll have our C group gatherings our small groups next Wednesday night um, as well. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for the chance that we've had to be in your word and then to really spend some time talking about um, applying the word uh, as, a, as a church family. And uh, Father, we do thank you for Chris and the heart that he has for Uganda and the desires that he has to see that area changed as the knowledge of Christ, the things that we've talked about this morning are taken to those people. Um, Father, we're praying that if you desire for our church family to partner with him in the form of planting a body of believers there, um, Father, I pray that you would confirm that in in our church members' hearts. Um, God, I pray that you would reveal to us any reason not to move forward in this direction. Um, And God, we pray that you would begin even now as more details come to light, that you would begin to stir in the hearts of those that you desire to be a part of this. Um, that this effort this morning would be a step in the direction of, of bringing that team together. Um, and so, Father, we pray for that. We pray that um, your Holy Spirit would move and guide us and, and give us clear direction in the same way that you did in the, in the New Testament, that you would allow us to know those that should be called out 
and hands placed upon them and them be sent out for gospel purposes. And we ask these things in Jesus' name.